This is our first ever road trip recap. And for the people that is their first time ever uh, meeting us, we are Andy and Nick. We're brothers. We're from Michigan. And we run and own my playground. And we just got back from a trip to Sault Ste. Marie. And we thought we wanted to have a proper winter road trip. So we actually went back to where we're from. We went snowmobiling, cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, and then uh, we went out downtown. I think that there was unexpected fun that was more fun than I even thought it would be, and then there was what was overall the most fun. So there was the, the unexpected fun was cross-country skiing, but the overall fun was snowmobiling. Like okay. I had a blast doing that. Let's actually break that down. So the cross-country skiing, you and I aren't good at. We no. don't do that regularly. Never. How did you, you're the one that mentioned that we should do that. Like, how did that even come about? Well, I saw that the trail there, Algonquin Ski Trail, was lit at night. So I thought that would be fun because it would be different than just regular cross-country skiing. So I just started looking up like where we could rent skis was the first thing I did after I saw that the trail was lit and found a spot to rent them. Hmm. This was actually because it gets dark in winter early. Yeah. And we didn't want to be done doing stuff. And so we went out there and it makes it difficult to record. Like I'm recording all of this stuff. I don't know if anybody realizes that. But um, when it's dark, it makes it tough. But that was actually lit well enough that we were able to get some cool shots. And um, I think once it started snowing, like that was one of my favorite moments just being outside in a long time. Yeah. And we actually ended up getting one of the coolest photos that we have captured because of one light bulb being a totally different color than the rest. Most of them were like really bright LED style bulb. And then one was like an amber color that just looked super cool and actually got people commenting as if it was a fire right. or a sunset, which, um, you know, wouldn't have really made sense based on the photo. Uh, but it, it looked really awesome. Yeah. And actually that photo, the secret sauce behind that, that was actually taken with an iPhone 11, which the fact that it can do that in the dark is just bananas. Yeah. But it made such a cool photo. And then, um, the next day we actually got to go snowmobiling. Yeah. And, that one was something that it was weird because we're from Sault Ste. Marie and the trails led right to where our old house was when we grew up. Mm. And so both of us had memories of using that because in snowmobiling, when you turn 14, you can uh, get your snowmobile <laughs> license. And then it's like you have a car in the wintertime. Yeah. And I used to take my snowmobile at 14 years old and I would just be able to drive to all of my friend's house Actually, across the entire town, you can't. You couldn't at the time drive downtown, but they just changed that rule. What, were, yeah. uh, what was Linda saying? Well, that was we were talking actually about ATVs being able to go in the same place as snowmobiles go. Oh, okay. Forward, um, so that would be really cool to get on those same trails on like a side by side or a quad or something like that. When we got out there, we were on some of the trails that I used to ride as a kid, and I maybe haven't for fifteen years now. Yeah. And um, so we went right past the I-500 track and then went, is it trail number nine? Eight? Eight or nine? The main trail, <laughs> which is what we always called the grade. Yeah. Because at one point, it's just a really long straight line because it was the snowmobile track, then, or I'm sorry, it was a railroad 
track. They move the railroad about 100 yards over. And so now you just have this exactly flat, straight line. And you can just go as, I mean, as fast as the snowmobiles can go. <laughs> I actually didn't know that that was where a railroad track used to be. <laughs> I just thought it was a one made next to where the railroad is. It was called the railroad grade. Yeah, I thought maybe they graded out the area. <laughs> so we went running down that thing, and we were having uh, such a good time going, and we were taking a couple turns that we ended up getting lost. Mm -hmm. And we went past the turn that was going to bring us out to Mission Point. Yeah. And... I admittedly am not good with direction. So when we turned around and went back to the corner and you made the decision on which way to go, if I would have been by myself, I would have totally been lost because I thought we were going the same way that we came from, but we really weren't. We turned the other way. Yeah, I was lost. So um, Andy and I play a game quite a bit and it's called Andy Point North. <laughs> so wherever we are, I just ask him because he has such a bad sense of direction of which way is north. And I'd say you get it right about 30% of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's almost a little more than a quarter chance. I get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you know which road is where and then yeah. you can point which direction. Yep. Because you're one out of four. Yeah, if it's cloudy out, it's way harder. <laughs> so let's talk about our foiled plan of snowshoeing. And then what actually ended up happening. Okay. So we had a plan all along that we were going to go snowshoeing on Voyager Island. Mm. And that is right off of Rotary Park. And it's an island. The trail system on the island is pretty new. And it's for summer where you can kayak or paddleboard there. And then you can walk around on the trails and you can be on the island and the freighters go right by. We thought we are going to do that in the winter and go snowshoeing. Now... I definitely wouldn't recommend anybody just doing that unless they've uh, paddled that a thousand times before and they know every single piece of that island like we have. Mm. But it was cold that night. It was open on the, in, like the water was open so we could paddle across. That night it froze over and then foiled our plans. And again, Andy came up with the plan of where we ended up going snowshoeing. Yeah, which ended up being a really cool spot uh, right in Sault Ste. Marie, actually by the Big Bear Arena. There's some cool trails, and it was the fresh snow made it look awesome. Like there was so much powder. Um, the trails were awesome. No one had been on them since it snowed, so we pretty much were making our own trail that day. It was super fun. It was really nice out. Uh, it was had warmed up because the night day before it was much colder. That's where the water froze over. So. It was probably like 25 degrees and just like a light snow coming down. It was really awesome. I think one of the, the things about that, and I, and I think we might even lose this ourselves sometimes, is you forget that in the town that you lived or live in or the place that you're at, there's these hidden gems throughout most cities in Michigan. You know, whatever the stat is, you're never more than 25 miles from a body of water, no more than 50 than a um, Great Lake or something like, I don't right. know. I mean, I totally made those numbers up. <laughs> there is a real one. I don't know what it is. But I think that people forget that a ravine with a trail can be a cool system and it's a good place to go on a family walk or just to get out and do whatever. Yeah. And this one 
it just so happened with the snow that day, it actually kind of felt like we were kind of in like a snow globe. Yeah. It was really, really nice. The, all the trees had like a fresh snowfall on them. So we were having a lot of fun knocking, knocking the snow off of some of the trees. It was pretty, made it for some pretty cool shots too. Um, and I just want to be clear on my opinions about snowshoeing. You should have to need a snowshoe to put those snowshoes on. Otherwise, just go on a hike. Yeah, right. And I would say that this was needed that day. Yeah, because the main trail had a little bit of pack and probably a foot of snow that we were walking through. Yeah. And you could have made it through. Yeah. But then as soon as you started to do a little bit of exploring, 100% you would have had a bad time without the snowshoes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I was like, my boots were covered in snow when I was done. I had probably not the perfect selection of boots on uh, because they actually kind of attract the snow to them. So my boots, by the end of it, uh, even in my snowshoes, were like little ice balls. So need to uh, look at upgrading that. Actually, that leads me into the... I, I, I took notes on this. So Andy is typically the person that plans and makes sure that everything that we're doing makes sense. And I'm the person that's usually running uh, cameras and making sure all of our gear is ready and um, making sure that whatever we're doing has some sort of story behind it because we feel like this state is worth sharing and that's what we're doing. The thing that's changed in the last little bit is Andy's been joining me on a lot more of these adventures. Now, To be clear, we actually have been doing, going out and doing this stuff for years now, but building true videos where you're carrying gear, carrying batteries, doing that kind of stuff, this is pretty new for you. Yeah. Besides just say like a phone. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what are your thoughts now? You've been to about five or six of these shoots with me now. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on going out and doing this kind of thing? Well, it's, it's super fun. I always tend to, I I think it's just a little bit of my personality, but I'm always like thinking about batteries and battery life. And when the drone's in the air, I just almost have a bad time until it's back on the ground because I'm like, well, it's going to crash now uh, because it's so cold out. So like from the, the like equipment perspective, I'm thinking about like, how long are things going to last? I always, every time we go out, I would say, as soon as we're getting ready to turn on a camera, I ask you if there is a memory card in it. And you say yes every time, but one time soon I know you're going to say, no, there's not, and it was going to save us. (laughs) So I'm not going to quit asking that. But uh, from that equipment perspective, I I think about it differently because I know that when it's if we're talking about cold, because it was cold when we were yeah. shooting there, different equipment lasts different amounts of times. Like our GoPro, when it was on like a snowmobile, having wind going directly at it when it was you know 15 degrees out, would could turn off or did turn off. Right. Um, and then you had your iPhone 11 Pro that was just like a beast, and like the cold didn't even seem to affect it. Uh, right now so and actually the canon that we're recording this on uh, that one does a good job in in the snow because or in the cold because i can swap out batteries and then i can the tough part about that is i can't keep that close to my chest so uh, a fun fact is a lot of times i'll throw hand warmers into my bag and that'll keep it more at room temperature and it'll keep my batteries running longer because the winter adds an element of trouble (laughs) 
Yeah. Last year, when we first got our drone, we were going on a hike, and it was below zero in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even call it a hike. We were just kind of like checking out the river. The, the yeah. ice was floating by, and it was looking really cool. It was below zero, and we put the drone up in the air, and I think this might be where your paranoia comes yeah, from. Yeah, I think it probably is. So the drone was in the air, and I'm always way more cautious in the winter because I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually a registered drone pilot. I mean, I know you know this, but I'm talking to, the, talking to everybody out there. And it's a, I'm a registered drone pilot. I know the rules. I know where I can fly. I know where I can't. I know if your drone flies away, what you're supposed to do. I know how to retrieve everything. But this thing, I was flying my drone, and my battery on my phone died which is how I see where I am in the air. And at that point, we thought lost drone. It was just going to float back down into the river. It was going to drown, and we'd never have it again. Mm -hmm. And so we panicked. We ran into the car, cranked on the heat, and then we actually took the thing and put it right over top of one of the heaters and tried to cook it to get it hot enough again (laughs) to turn back on, plugged it back in, and the drone just sat in the sky for Mm -hmm. about 10 minutes. Yeah. In the same spot as when the batteries shut off. Yep. I did find out later that if I would have just double tapped the home button, it would have brought me back because the controller is actually still driving because the phone's not. Yeah. But that is where your paranoia comes from. Yeah, probably. Probably. So um, one of the other parts that we did when we were there is we went out and went out a couple of different spots downtown once it was dark out, once it was night. And... um, I think that I actually rediscovered how much fun I can have down there because I lived in the Sioux for a few years after college, but then when we went down there and we're just kind of like goofing around, we went to Sioux Brewing and we did a test flight. And I think I picked um, Maggie's Irish Red as the best and you picked... Oh, I don't remember off the top of my head. It was something with the spruce tree though. Oh yeah, yep. Where he I don't actually the name. he actually puts a spruce tree into the brew yeah. itself and then yep. makes it. And then that was fun. And then we actually got to go to the palace. Yeah, where we walked in and the bartender note recognized Nick from TikTok, which was <laughs> funny. Hey, I I know you from TikTok. Are you on TikTok? Yeah. Are you on TikTok? Yeah. Okay. I make, I've been making videos and doing stuff for years now, and that's one of the first times that anybody's ever recognized me, and it's from TikTok, which, for the most part, a lot of people don't even know exist yet. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, though, because it's, it's new, and, and the demographic is different. It's growing, but it's growing fast. Right. And that girl, that was, that was funny. She just recognized you right away. I think TikTok is actually something that I've been having a lot of fun with, um, August, maybe, was it when we started TikTok? Uh, yeah, we played around with it, I think, a little bit in July when we were on vacation or we were messing yeah. around with it a little bit. But I would even say August or September, I think September was when we were like, okay, here's what we're going to do on TikTok. Yeah. I think it's fun to be able to share what we do because I think the, the way I described it is it's like Twitter for video. I mean, if people that remember Vine they'll say that it's a lot like Vine, but it's more than uh, just Vine in what its capabilities are. And I think the the trends, the meme culture that like exists inside of TikTok is a lot of fun because I can jump on, um, you know, the hashtag it's wintertime and I can actually show something 
from where I'm from. And the coolest stuff that's happening in there is the comments. Oh, yeah. So many comments. I'm from here. I've been there. I went on vacation there. I want to go there. Uh, so many comments. It's crazy. Yeah, actually, I had a person reach out to me and say that uh, actually ask in the comment section where they should go on their next trip because they saw us snowmobiling and they wondered what specific trail that was because they liked how it kind of weaved through um, Lake Superior. And I thought, that's cool. Yeah, so I, I sent him the thing. And then we actually took that conversation over onto Instagram, which then that's where we kind of finished up the conversation. And I told him, yeah, you can go here. It's, you know, about a two hour ride if you're farting around like we are, mm-hmm. or it's, uh, you know, what is the one thing that DJ said? It's about 45 minutes if you're hauling the mail. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I'd never heard that one before. <laughs> no, that one was new. Overall, um, like I said, this is some of your first bigger video shoots that you've been on with me now. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think about it and what um, what are your thoughts in the future about doing more of these? Well, I think the biggest thing that I need to continue to get and be better at is having all the right gear, like personal gear, not camera gear, not equipment, camera equipment or anything, right. but like, like the right boots, the right pants, the right base layers, the right jackets, the right gloves. Like I have pretty good stuff from just everything that I'm interested in, but not everything worked together perfectly at this time. So I need to get a little better at that. So like, you got new hiking boots. And I was like, well, I need new hiking boots because those look better. Or you got new, like, extreme cold weather boots. And my ex- ex- mine, I'd say, are average cold temperature boots. So my feet were a little cold and yours were like, I'm perfect. So I think getting that stuff down. Uh, the one thing I thought was really important for gear was I thought I was pretty geared up to go snowmobiling. Yeah. And then when we got to the, pl- uh, the up north sled rentals, uh, they said, no, you want to wear this gear. So they actually provide gear, which was huge because after I was out there, I realized why snowmobile gear is so important because it was much different, uh, different material, didn't let any wind through. It right. was awesome. So I think that's something that I'm learning the most. Summer's easier, yeah. uh, but right now in the winter, definitely making sure you have the, the right gear well and i think one of the things that happens when we're doing this is it because we're doing the adventures like we're out like having fun like goofing around recording ourselves but we are out there for a bit longer because of the recording thing Mm because like you're doing two things at once right so you're going on the hike and then you're also recording the hike right and so if you don't have the right gear especially in the winter for warmth or Mm -hmm. if you don't have the right boot because your feet are going to be wet in the summertime, it's over. Like, yeah. you're just not having a good time anymore. Yeah. And I'd say that, like, yeah, like you were saying, yours is kind of right on the edge. Like, you were fine. Yeah. But, like, I was good. Right. Yeah. And that was, a, like, the boots that I have, like, I love the boots. But for the exact thing that we were doing that day, those weren't the right boots. And then, like, my feet were frozen by the end. Yeah. So that finishes up our first road trip recap. I had a great time when we were going and doing this thing. I think that we um, are excited to go. I mean, it's our where we're from, so we go back there a lot. But I think I'm rediscovering how much fun I can have when I go there as a person traveling there, as a person who lived there every single day. Yeah, it definitely is a different way to look at it because 
you just kind of did all of that stuff sometimes. Yeah. But experiencing it when you're there for a shorter period of time and doing stuff like you're actually there on a trip or a road trip is is different. And we fit a lot of fun stuff in a three-day period. Yeah. So this is Nick and Andy signing off. Until next time, cheers.